Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. And this is 2020. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is Keeping It Raw. I'm Raw, and today's episode is about the Christmas classic Home Alone. Now, each generation has their own Christmas classic. For some, it's The Miracle on 34th Street. For some, it's Elf. For some, it's The Grinch. For some, it's for some it's A Wonderful Life. Uh, for some, it's A Christmas Story. And for some, it may even be Charles Dickens' uh, classic Christmas Carol, which I think is just a title befitting for his wife, Carol, you know, and... Uh, I like to imagine that his wife, Carol, was bothering him one night while he was writing his story. And she's like, okay, what kind of story are you working on now, Charles? He's like, a Christmas, Carol. Nailed it. But for me, as I've discussed in this show before, I love Home Alone. That was the movie going on when I was a kid. Both movies, they were classics, they were hits, they were awesome uh, I remember talking about the fact that for Christmas one year, my grandma got me the recorder that he has in Home Alone 2. It became so popular. Now you can get them, uh, I think, like on Amazon or eBay for like 100 something dollars. They're so expensive now just because it's retro. And uh, I remember using it just as he did. You could turn up the volume and turn down the volume, turn up the pitch, turn down the pitch. Beautiful. Well, recently... Uh, there is a show on Netflix called The Movies You Grew Up With. And they did an episode of Home Alone. And after me, Allison, and Levi watched Home Alone, the first one, I was talking to Allison. I was like, man, there was this show they made about the making of the Home Alone movie. we got to watch it. And I was like 100% in. And I had already seen it like a year ago or something, and I made her sit down and watch it with me. And uh, I was just like, the amount of effort that they had to go through to make this movie, this classic movie, you know, back then, movies cost around 50 to $70 million to make. And all of the movies had big stars in them. And you remember the stars of the 80s, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all these great actors, every movie had to have a top-notch actor. And so the guys who were writing Home Alone, which included John Hughes, who's a classic, uh, he probably wrote some of the greatest films that you would recognize. Some of those are Christmas Vacation, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. These are classic movies from John Hughes and Dennis the Menace I mean these are classic movies and John Hughes you know he had made this movie Uncle Buck with John Candy and uh, he had John Candy in there and also Macaulay Culkin and Macaulay Culkin was a kid but of course John Hughes who had never worked with kids he worked with teenagers before but not kids he was just like well you know I think uh I think I want to make a movie starring a kid and I want to get this kid to be the lead role. I want to try it out and see how it goes. And it was history after that. 
<laughs> so he gets Macaulay Culkin a star in this movie. He wrote, John Hughes wrote every line and he would not let anybody change his uh, script at all. And so, you know, he went to the movie studios and he said, I'm trying to make this movie. I think it's going to be great. I just need the funding to do it. And of course, them having 50 to 70 million dollar movies said, uh, who's your actor? And he said, well, it's going to be a eight year old kid. And they said, nah, <laughs> he's like, well, what if I could do it for like $10 million? So like, if you can do it for 10 million, we'll do it. We'll sign it. We'll pay it. And, uh, it eventually cost, uh, it cost them 25 million. And so they started getting over budget and the movie company decided we're going to stop this. We're not paying anything else. We're done. So he went to another movie studio and they said, man, that sounds like a great story. I'll pay you what you want, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's how they got the, uh, movie made. The next coolest thing they were able to do was get Joe Pesci in on this movie. And everybody knows Joe Pesci is like this huge actor in, and he's specifically great at being a mobster, you know, with Robert De Niro, El Pacino, these guys, uh, he's a classic. Okay. Well, in every Rob, uh, Joe Pesci movie, he cusses and he felt like, you know, I can't do a scene. I can't do a movie line without saying a cuss word, you know, at least twice in that line for every sentence. And they're like, yeah, no, that's not. That's not the direction we're going to be going on this movie, Joe. And uh, Joe apparently would drag people around on the set, you know, and uh, just be upset. He didn't want to show up early. He just felt like it was below him. And he was having a really tough time not cussing in the movie. So he made up this language uh, that they talked about. And uh, in <laughs> to avert him from cussing, he would like just speak gibberish. What? And he said, I want to make a language like a resume figure. What? 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 What happened? Like a cartoon gruff guy. They went all out. So there were scenes that needed to be done a specific way. Now, this neighborhood that they went to, which is uh, in Chicago or outside of Chicago somewhere, <laughs> I guess it's one or the other, uh, on the outskirts of Chicago, I should say, uh, they, uh, it was a nice neighborhood, of course, and they, the whole cast, the whole crew had to be there for a specific shot. There was a shot that they couldn't fake with fake snow or anything like that, a shot that they had to get when it was, there was real snow coming down. And so the day that it started snowing, everybody got called in like, this is the money shot. This is where we go. And they did the shot. They also had to incorporate fake snow. It, it was uh, done by using uh, like shredded uh, potato. And so after a while, the potatoes started rotting and started smelling. If you look at each scene in Home Alone, you'll notice two colors, vibrant, red and green. And while it was popular to have green wallpaper back in the 90s, of course, you couldn't get away with something like that today. But they went all out to make sure every facet of this movie felt like Christmas. 
they knew they had a great story. They wouldn't have imagined that it would do well against going against Rocky Five uh, at the time it was released. But it was number one in the box office for seven or 12 weeks, something like that. The most beautiful part of this whole movie, of course, you have the sentimental storyline. But the greatest part to me in this whole movie is the music. And it's music that isn't in any other movie. And it was done because it was composed by John Williams. John Williams, who wrote the theme song to Superman. And he composed the theme to Jaws. And when he composed the theme to Jaws, <laughs> Steven Spielberg asked him to write the music. And he said, man, all you need is two notes. Dun -dun. Indiana Jones. Star Wars. And E.T. John Williams is a legend. Some of the greatest movie experiences you can have are done at the composing of some of his music. this comes together in Home Alone. From the colors incorporated in the movie to the story of love and forgiveness to the unforgettable music it almost allows you to forgive that brat Kevin McAllister. I couldn't believe how rude this kid was at the start of this movie only for all of it to come around 
Anyway, that does it for this show. Thanks for listening. This has been Keeping It Raw. <laughs>